We're the Satellite Sisters. We're the Satellite Sisters. I'm Sheila Dolan here with my sisters, Liz, Leon, and Julie. Monica Dolan is in Portland, Oregon. Welcome to You're the Best Encore Interviews from the Satellite Sisters. Former President Bill Clinton. Welcome to Satellite Sisters. Thank you. I'm glad to hear your voice. We're talking to Nora Efron. What a thrill to have Julia Louis-Dreyfus on the show. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, this is fun for us. I loved this book. I laughed. I cried. <laughs> Elizabeth Gilbert, welcome to Satellite Sisters. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me on. Welcome to You're the Best Encore Interviews. Encore Interviews from the Satellite Sisters. From the Satellite Sisters. This is Liz, and in the set of shows, we put in the very special Satellite Mr. category, uh... The top of the heap has to be Bill Clinton. We talked to President Clinton in 2005. It's quite a fascinating story behind how this interview actually took place, which I will relive now with my sisters, Julie Dolan, who is joining me. Julie, how are you? Hey, Liz. I'm fine. <laughs> and Leon, how are you? I- I'm still shocked that we talked to a former president of the United States. <laughs> I don't know. Still shocked. Still impresses okay. people. Uh- <laughs> All right. Well, for a little backstory on this interview that you might not be able to appreciate as you listen to it, um, the uh, Bill Clinton's own people had reached out to us. So it's not even like we had stopped calling the White House or anyone else to try to get interviews, right? They reached out to us because his memoir was out called My Life. And so they were looking for some specific interviews to do. So uh, naturally, uh, we said yes. Uh, we booked the interview. Uh, our studio was at ABC Radio in Burbank, and it was a day we were pre-taping it. It was a day we were not otherwise working. So we arrived like bright, shiny, early, like 8 a.m. in our seats. The interview was supposed to be at 9 a.m., but we were like in our chairs an hour early just in case Bill Clinton called early. <laughs> and Julie, where were you physically? Were you in Russia? I was in Moscow, Russia, Liz, and as you all know, and we've talked about it, uh, my apartment was bugged, and uh, I just was always chuckling uh, that day, like, oh, the listener, the people listening to the conversations in our apartment are really going to have a big day when they hear the President (laughs) Bill Clinton coming through the microphones. Anyway, so bright, shiny, early, ready, 8 a.m., then it's 9 a.m., then it's 10 a.m., then it's 11 a.m., and occasionally we're getting calls from his handlers that, oh, the president is running a little bit behind, so we're just staying in our seats, no matter what, just in case he calls. And we had also been read the riot act, if you recall, Leon, we by the handlers, that it was like, this was to be no more than six minutes, whatever you do. Do not let it go any longer. Oh, I had forgotten that, Liz. Yeah. I I had forgotten that. Yeah, because they were rolling through a number of interviews in a set period of time. And so no more than six minutes. And, you know, even we could have said to them at that time, has Bill Clinton ever spoken for less than six minutes, like in the history of his life? Like, why did we have to tell them that was not going to work? Uh, anyway, so it must have been, it was late afternoon. It was, we had been in our chairs for eight hours when Bill Clinton finally we had, called. We had several meals. That's all I remember before we got to talk to uh, the former president. Uh, at one point, yeah, we did take a lunch break. We were like, okay, there, there's like, here's, he's not even calling anytime soon so don't worry about it uh but then when he did call <clears throat> excuse me but then when the call 
came through, it was uh, from his house in Chappaqua, New York. And you get this very official voice on the phone talking through our headphones that, you know, the president is ready and waiting to talk to you. And then when a super famous voice like that comes on the line and we've had this experience with a lot of our guests over the year, I got to say, it almost sounds fake because you just (laughs) you just (laughs) It sounds like Daryl Hammond from Saturday Night Live or something <laughs> talking to you. And he was uh, so darn charming. Don't you? I, I mean, yes. I just, that was it. He like, he just, yes. charmed. he's like, well, oh. you will, you will hear for yourselves. Yeah. He was, he was very happy to talk to us for a long time, but we had an angle, right, Julie? Because Julie, you had established the first lady's desk at Satellite Sisters years before and i'm not sure he understood the concept but you do take time to explain it to them we did and we and then we obviously asked you know bill clinton how he was feeling about the possibility of being a first lady and he didn't want to go on record because this was before hillary clinton's senate re-election this though because this interview was in 2005 and Bill famously says, you like how I call him Bill, uh, yeah. President Clinton, Clinton famously said that there's no such thing as a sure election. So he didn't want to go on record about his role, future role as a possible first lady. So very interesting. And Lee, and you were with me in the studio in Los Angeles, right? Yeah, I was, I remember being very, very nervous and it didn't help that he was eight hours late. And, you know, we always divvied up the interview, but there was no, no doubt about who was going to be the lead sister on this interview. It was you, Liz. You were the only one that could go head to head with Bill Clinton. <laughs> it was just, yeah. Although I did ask him if he was going to tour with Lumila Putin at one, which I, I don't think he's ever been asked that question before. No. Not before or not since, uh, no doubt. So the other little behind-the-scenes insight that we want to share about this interview so you can appreciate its pacing is that, as we said, his handlers had read us the riot act about how short it needed to be. And so we were trying to, like, ask a question, let him answer. His answers, in, you know, historically are pretty lengthy. And then kind of wrap it up and, okay, goodbye. But the the handlers were also in my headphones, and they had decided that if he was having fun, that we could ask another question. So, like, three different times in the interview, uh, I start to wrap it up, and then they'd say to me in my headphones, go again. Oh, go my again. gosh, really? I had yes. totally forgotten that. Yes. You can ask another question. Go again. So, you hear me, like, constantly interrupting him <laughs> to... Yes. To shut it down because I'm so terrified of the time limits we've been given. And then all of a sudden I get the go again in my ears and I fire up another kind of quasi question. So it's uh, he seemed to have the time of his life talking to us. Uh, that is his great political skill. I think that he loves talking to people. And in the interview, you'll hear he even talks about how much he loves talking to people. But uh, it was it was a lot of fun to talk to him. And it was part of we were pre-taping it for a Father's Day show uh, that we were having that weekend. So uh, so we got him to talk a little bit about his daughter, too. So Chelsea, who was uh, younger at the time, obviously. So anything else we need to add in the setup for this one? No, not at all. All right. Uh, oh, I'll just add one more thing. It was like three or four years later, he came to Los Angeles as part of the Distinguished Speaker Series. 
And um, they asked me to do to introduce him and then do the Q&A on the stage in a big theater here in uh, in Redondo Beach. And, you know, again, part of his great political skill, he walked in, he was introduced to me and he said, of course, I remember you. How are your sisters? I know. Okay. <laughs> he is the most charming man on earth. <laughs> and then, so then I introduce him in front of thousands of people. He comes out and he's like, uh, you know, have you listened to her radio show? He starts promoting Satellite Sisters to his own audience. And then, then he, when the speech was over, of course, the Secret Service said he would immediately leave through the back because they'd have to freeze the parking lot. So they had to get the president out. Everybody stay in their seats. Of course, that is not what Bill Clinton did. The right. moment he finishes speaking, he goes to the front of the stage. So everybody charges the stage. So he's there for another hour, signing interview, signing autographs, uh, taking selfies, all that kind of stuff. And then we walk back through the back of the house. There are Teamsters there. There are, you know, lighting electricians and things, you know, the kind of union people you'll find in the back of the theater. He takes a picture with every single member of any union <laughs> that would have been working that house that night. He goes, to walk out the door and then he turns back and he says be sure to say hello to your sisters for me like the last thing he says <laughs> walk out the door and then a week later i got in the mail a signed copy of the speech he gave that night really yep yep i didn't so, know that i think he has a thing for you <laughs> <laughs> well okay I, I, we, we might want to go to the interview now. We might want to yeah. go to the interview. Let's now. just go straight into this interview. The Satellite Sisters with Bill Clinton in 2005. Welcome, welcome. We are the Satellite Sisters. I am Liz Dolan in Los Angeles with my sisters Julie, Sheila, Monica, and Leon. And this has been such an action-packed Father's Day show. I can't believe we have one more big, huge thing. This is so exciting. Julie, the, the action around the First Lady's desk, it must be unbearable. Liz, I have red, white, and blue bunting around the table, sparklers, a small group of Russian musicians ready to play Hail to the Chief. <laughs> Why? Why? Because here at the First Lady's desk, which you, you all thought was a joke. Yes, we did. didn't take it seriously. No, we didn't. This is what I started when Maria Shriver was forced to leave her job at NBC because her husband became governor, and they didn't think she could handle it, and I took it upon myself to free women from these pre-described roles. And have I not had Maria Shriver on the show? Yes, yes, you have. And who do I have today as our guest of honor, Liz? I don't know who. Oh, I do know who. <laughs> Hail to the chief, remember? <laughs> Hail to the chief. So we just keep building and building because this is a very serious topic. And people really need to embrace this idea that it's the 21st century and we've got to change. So, Julie, I believe we are the only media outlet in the entire world with a first lady's desk. That's correct, Liz. You know, at the First Lady's desk, we believe that women or, or spouses need to be free from prescribed roles to be able to pursue independent lives. Amen, sisters. So in a Satellite Sisters First, we are joined by former President Bill Clinton. His best-selling memoir, My Life, is just out in paperback. Mr. President, this is Liz Dolan and Leon Dolan in Los Angeles with Julie Dolan in Moscow, Russia. Welcome to Satellite Sisters. Thank you. I'm glad to hear your voice. I'm, I'm really interested in this whole <laughs> thing you guys have done. And what the heck these sisters would be doing on the radio. Well, here's what we were thinking, Mr. President. You know, as we look forward to the 2008 presidential election, we know you had always dreamed of being president. We read about that in my life. But we're curious to know how ready you really are to be first lady. Has this always been a dream of yours, too? 
<laughs> no, but I <laughs> I never thought about it. But life life surprises are are as important as their as life's plans. You know, I I'll give you a serious answer to that. I have uh, I'm very proud of the work Hillary's done in the Senate, and I think she's really been great. And I, I guess the Republicans are a little scared of her because they keep. Uh, they can't decide whether to jump on her or partner with her, but so they're doing a little of both. But I, um, I, I think that she decided to run for re-election, which I strongly support because she's done a great job in New York and she deserves to, uh, I think, have her service ratified by the people here. But as a result of that, she needs to focus on that because there's no such thing as a sure election. And one of my rules of politics is if you look past the election you're in to the next election, you never get to, you may never get to the next election. So, so you are not preparing yet for your own job change. You're no, sort of... I won't do that until, uh, until, she'll, until she tells me she wants to do it. And she, she won't tell me that, and she won't think much about it until she resolves this election next year in New York. She's got to go out there and run and... Uh, I expect that the national forces will put quite a lot of money in here and try to get somebody to run against her. We'll just see. Sorry, we were hoping you would announce this on Satellite Sisters, Mr. President. We're a little disappointed, but Julie, you but, man, I, I think. I but think I'll tell you what I'll do. Me. I'll be glad to give you tea and cookies anytime you want it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you don't have to wait for that. You can come to Chappaqua. And I'll give you all of it. Mr. President, we love that. I, I, and I would like you to just speculate a little more. Now, here I live in Moscow, Russia, and let's just say your wife is over here on a state visit. Do you see yourself like touring with Ludmilla Putin? Do you see that that kind of role developing? I got, well, I you know I've been with her a time or two. I thought she was a nice person. I I don't have any idea. You know, the, I I I answered this. It would question be groundbreaking. Seriously. Let me it just say I answered this question seriously on Larry King the other day. I, when President Bush asked me to do something, if I can do it in good conscience, I try to do it. And I've you know like his father and I did that work raising money for the tsunami aid and there have been one or two other things that i have done uh, at the request of the administration that's gotten much less publicity i i was honored to do it and you know we don't disagree on everything even though we disagree on a lot of things but um i think that any citizen should uh, try to support our country and try if possible to accede to a request for the president so i would always do that no matter what happens but even if the president was your wife uh, yeah especially <laughs> and i have no like i said i don't want her to think about this and i don't there's a price you know it suit me if she didn't run and we travel more and did things together but it's it's a decision she'll have to make and one she cannot make until her reelection is behind her she needs to go back to the voters of new york first Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, I you like did. to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah. Any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. 
Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? Yeah. And that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Hey, it's Liz and Leon here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz, my hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Leon, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when I, my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you, you're the boss. I'll take it. <laughs> you tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leon's. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Well, we're the Satellite Sisters. Our guest, as you can probably tell, is former President Bill Clinton. His book, My Life, is now out in paperback. Just one more question on the First Lady thing. You know, we seem to have a hang-up in this country about the spouse of office holders having independent careers. You know, when you, when you think about that, you know, we understand what you're saying about your wife's possible candidacy. But do you think there will come a day where the yeah. spouse of the president will be able to actually hold an independent career? I do, yeah. You know, like in the, the 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 Prime Minister of England's wife is a, a practicing lawyer. And Julie sticks up for her all the time on the show. She's done a fine job, and she's even taken some public positions at variance with her husband's policies. And I think the country likes it now. 
there it's a little different in America because the president is also head of state. So when if you if you're both head of state and head of government, it means you have a ceremonial and sort of theoretically unifying role in the nation, which would tend to say that your spouse ought to be out of controversy. But I think that, you know, I was amazed that some of the people were upset that uh, Hillary took on so many responsibilities in the White House for, you know, early childhood development, for easing the adoption laws. Everybody knows about health care, but she did a lot of other things on yeah, it seems that and, people. And, and I thought, you know, that was a good thing for the American people. But the, you, I, I don't think you should either say that the spouse both can't work and can't try to affect public policy because uh, it seems to me that you need all hands on deck. So I think there will come a time when uh, right on. spouses will be able to do their uh, that's do exactly their work. What we're trying to do yes. at our desk here, the first ladies' desk, is to really free you know women in this case, first ladies, but certainly all women, all spouses from sort of pre-described roles. Yeah, it does certainly seem like Dennis Thatcher was held to a very different standard than Sheree Blair has been. He was allowed to kind of carry on an independent life, wasn't he? I think he was. Yeah, all right. And, so you know, and and I think, but it, you know, it, I do think that that that's kind of evolving. But I was cons- I, it really surprised me how conservative or culturally conservative uh, the Washington press corps was about Hillary and her role when she started out. Yeah, you you actually note that in your book, My Life, you wrote that you were surprised that the Washington culture was more conservative than the Arkansas culture. It was on the role of uh, the, the chief executive's wife in public life. I mean, you know, in, in, in our state, people were thrilled that Hillary was uh, both working and spending time on public issues and doing... You know, doing the hosting the events she was supposed to host. You know, she got a big kick out of hosting those events at the White House, but she wanted to do other things as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think we should expect the spouses of our leaders to be flesh and blood human beings with feelings and abilities and desires, and not just sort of right on right. ceremonial factotums. And even though I like the ceremonies, it. That was the irony of this whole thing. Hillary never minded the ceremonies. Julie, I think you have found one of your biggest supporters, <laughs> President Clinton. You know, the First Lady's Desk is always here if you want to talk. Let's talk a little bit more about your book, because now that my life is out in paperback, I understand that it's been updated and includes some new material on things that have happened to you since the hardcover came out, including your heart surgery. And it seemed to us that Father's Day is a good time to remind men to take better care of themselves, President Clinton. So other than laying off the hush puppies, how has it changed your life? Well, first, it's changed, it has changed my diet, and I've, I'm a little more uh, conscientious even than I was before about getting my daily exercise. But it also has just made me uh, a little more laid back. I enjoy every day more. I get less upset about the criticisms of even criticisms of Hillary, which really used to drive me off the wall, I can handle that a little bit better now. I'm just, I just think that, you know, it makes me more determined to see every day as a gift mm-hmm. and to try to use that gift in some way that helps people that I hope will be around when I'm gone. I mean, that's it. It sounds may sound kind of corny, but that's the way it makes me feel. And I look at the flowers more than I used to. Mm-hmm. You know, I when I take my walks, I pay more attention to what I'm seeing than I used to. I enjoy conversations with chance encounters with people more than I used to. But you always had a reputation for enjoying those a lot, just talking to people. I did. I, I enjoyed it. I, I did enjoy it a lot. But I also 
was often kind of, you know, in a hurry, and I could get irritable when I was tired, and I still do maybe a little bit, especially when my allergies flare up. But I, I just have a better sense of balance in life, and I have a. But on the other hand, I have a greater sense of urgency that I need to be out here doing things that I think can help people to have a good life, as I had. That's why I'm trying to get medicine to all these kids with AIDS around the world and why I'm working on this tsunami relief, because I believe that that people that have had the life I had have been given a great gift and they owe something back. And Mr. President, Mr. President, we would love to have you come back and talk specifically about your work on AIDS in Africa. I, I, was, like just, I was just in Zambia in November touring AIDS clinics and things, and it was really a life-changing experience for me. I think when you're there and you see the desperate poverty, but also how such simple things can improve the lives of those people, you do get really emboldened. Uh, well, it, it moves you, and when you see, you know, how beautiful the people are, how much entitled they are, just as much as we are to a good life, and you realize there are countries in Africa where the life expectancies drop below 40 because of AIDS, whether, you know, democracy is threatened, where they can't build a modern economy because there aren't enough people to do the jobs. I mean, it's a, it's really, really stunning. Mm-hmm. Well, come back and we'll talk about that. One last quick question. What's your Father's Day plan? Will you get a chance to see your daughter? No, because my beautiful daughter is in England working um, actually on a project for the British Health Service. But she was home last weekend, so I got to have a pre-Father's Day, Father's Day, Hillary's brother got married. Her younger brother got married last weekend, and we had a wonderful family gathering, and I got to have my Father's Day a week early. Did you get a good gift? (laughs) No, she said that was coming. Oh, I've used that line, too. It's not coming, Mr. President. You you can't always believe that. Anyway, thank you so much. Have you done that? I have, yeah. I'll tell you what. You know, every time, I think most parents feel this way. I do. Uh, And you've got all these grown sisters, but I can tell you that when, when my child was coming of age and when she left home, my most morbid fear when she went to college was that when she grew up, she never want to spend time with her mother and me anymore. And every time would be a, a you know a burden. And well, she really likes it. She likes it. So that's it sounds the like you've gift d- I have. <laughs> well, that, that sounds great. like you've done a great job. Happy Father's Day, Mr. President. It's been a pleasure to have you on Satellite Sisters. Bill Clinton's book is out in paperback. Well, his book is out in paperback. My Life is the most successful presidential memoir ever published. And, and Liz, the- you know what? They brought it out in a couple of different volumes. So you can get the early years and then you can get the presidential years. Oh, so you- I don't have to carry around the whole 1,100 pages no, at once? No, you can read Excellent. Right, exactly. You can read one on one vacation, one on another vacation vacation. And Julie, congratulations on quite a breakthrough for the First Lady's desk. This is it, Liz. This is a high point for me. It's going to be, I just don't even know where to go next. Thanks for listening. You're the best. For more You're the Best Encore interviews or Satellite Sisters podcasts, go to SatelliteSisters.com or iTunes. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. Call your Satellite Sister. Call your Satellite Sister. sister.